Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Magnetic Woman Show. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, and I am so excited for the content that I have coming your way. So this all kind of was prompted because I saw a TikTok of a woman saying that the seven deadly sins were just self-care. And it really, really got me thinking. It just like hit something inside of me. And I realized how for so many of us, women like us, the quote, seven deadly sins are ways that we shut ourselves down, expressions of who we authentically are that we push into the shadows and how by reclaiming the juiciness of the quote, seven deadly sins, we can actually reclaim our power. Now you already know that I love a good deconstructing of religious programming, religious ideology. I love to kind of bring to light fallacy and warped thinking that is present in a lot of organized religions, slash especially Christianity, that is not spiritual truth, but mechanisms and ways that the church as a power structure that is deeply misogynistic, used to oppress and control women. So I thought, why not do an entire content series on the seven deadly sins? So in this episode, I'm going to like lay it all out and then dive into the first deadly sin being envy, the first one that I'm going to talk about anyway. So the seven deadly sins, if you're not aware of them, are envy, greed, sloth, gluttony, lust, pride, and anger or wrath. And chances are, if you're listening to this episode, if you follow me, you probably have some religious deconditioning that you've already done, that you are doing, that you want to dive into more. And I've spent the last decade of my life, quite frankly, really healing from religious trauma and deconstructing Christian ideology and really coming to like the spiritual truth in it. And then seeing how that spiritual truth mixed with ancient feminine wisdom and the sacred feminine, how that feels so much more resonant in terms of spirituality for myself. But one thing I've never looked at is the seven deadly sins. Obviously, growing up attending Catholic school, we learned a lot about these. And the seven deadly sins, if you're unaware again, are the ones that I just listed. And they are said to be like these mortal sins. They will definitely damn you straight to hell. And with anything, extremes are unhealthy. But I think that you and I need to really recognize that we are not the type of women who are going to live in the unhealthy and harmful extremes 
of these quote unquote seven sins, but we'll just call them energies or expressions, right? So again, for the first one, envy that we're going to dive into today, you and I are not people that are going to live in such a state of envy all of the time. And it's going to be so unhealthy and it's going to destroy us and destroy others. And quite frankly, I think that that was the point of these seven deadly sins that the like very extreme expressions of these can become harmful internally and externally. But what has ended up happening and so much of the conditioning that we've received is that any expression of them is not okay, right? And so first we need to understand that the word sin, the origins of the word is to miss the mark, right? So the whole point was, and we have to understand Christianity was born out of Judaism, right? And so the word sin in, from what I was reading in the Hebrew words and in the Hebrew Bible was like to miss the mark of holiness or to miss the mark of God, like to be basically off track from being connected to the divine. Okay, cool. That makes sense. But under that, it's like, we have to really redefine or really look at what we're told means we quote, miss the mark, right? And so these seven deadly sins, seven, again, energies, expressions, if you think about them, like, quite frankly, I feel like my life is all about reclaiming them. Like that is so much of the work that I'm doing with you, with the women in my community and the women specifically who join Sovereign. So again, Sovereign is my six month sacred sexual priestess temple. I've pushed back the start date. We're actually starting at the beginning of March, which means I've extended early bird pricing through the end of January. You also get your accommodations covered by me for the retreat in June. And the first woman to sign up and pay in full receives six months of private Voxer support from me through the um, duration of the container. So inside of Sovereign, because it is the sacred sexual priestess temple, we're using pleasure-based practices, ancient feminine wisdom and rituals, as well as sexuality work to reclaim your power to ignite and unleash your soul's work in the world to make sure you are well fucked and well paid so that you like are so tapped into not just your power and your truth but the unlimited creatress creatrix energy that lives inside of you right and to me sacred sexual priestesses which i've already done podcast episodes on this and we'll be doing more on it after i get through the seven deadly sins sacred sexual priestesses are this like meeting point between worlds between the sexual and the sacred the sensual and the spiritual the shadow and the light right the sacred sexual priestess sits at the center of all of it, right? So inside of Sovereign, we'll be doing a lot of deconditioning and healing religious programming and trauma because so much of what blocks us specifically as women in terms of our pleasure and our power and orgasm and sex 
is religious programming and religious conditioning. And honestly, what what might surprise you is it doesn't even matter if you were really raised in a very religious home. Again, I was not raised in a religious home. I went through 10 years of Catholic school, so I got a lot of that indoctrination all day, every day at school. But I have a really good friend of mine who was not raised in a religious home, did not attend Catholic school. But she and I've had so many conversations of all of the work that she's had to do around religious programming because it is so insidious in our culture and society. What we have to understand is that the Catholic Church was the main power in Western Europe for 1500 years. It was what Western European cultures and societies and countries used or partnered with or were part of in terms of making their rules and the regulations for society, which then continued on, continued on, continued on, right? You hear us talk, you hear often about the Puritan work ethic, right? Like the Puritans were deeply religious people. So we're going to touch deeply on that when we get to the deadly sin of sloth, which I think we all have a lot of shit around because we're terrified to be quote unquote lazy, right? But you can trace back so many of your fears, so many of your limiting beliefs, so many of the stories that are in a way holding you in a sense of like, in a cage or in a prison back to religious programming and conditioning. And when I say religious programming and conditioning, I don't mean spiritual truth, right? So Jesus was an enlightened being who was sharing spiritual truth. Then a bunch of other humans got involved, saw that this could control people added a bunch of other rules, restrictions, a power hierarchy, and the organized religion of Christianity was born. Okay, so religion and spiritual truths are different. Are there spiritual truths baked into Christianity? 100%. Is the majority of Christianity or Catholic doctrine spiritual truth? No. It's a means of control and oppression. Okay. So the seven deadly sins, again, in the most extreme expressions of them can and do create harm internally and externally. But what so many of us have done in the name of being good little girls or in being people pleasers or in trying to like, quote unquote, survive in the patriarchy is we've shut down and really pushed any and all of these expressions into the shadows. So the reclamation of these energies, these expressions, really, in a way, I had this visualization while I was meditating today. It was like I was in a full bodysuit that was like kind of like Spanx, you know, and it was zipped up all the way up over top of my head. And as I felt into this, this content and the energy around this work, it was like I was unzippering it and like finally emerging like fully, right? It was kind of like I took up three, four or five times the space, but that's the point, right? So let's talk about envy. In the world of social media, 
we are constantly dealing with envy and jealousy internally and amongst ourselves. We're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. We're constantly seeing how we measure up. We're scrolling, seeing somebody on vacation, getting upset, feeling not enough, judging ourselves, criticizing ourselves, or we're judging them, criticizing them, making up stories about who they are, what they are, what they have, right? That's because the majority of people are not in right relationship with jealousy or envy. Now, this goes back to the fact, and this is going to kind of come back to the fact in all of the seven deadly sins, women are not in right relationship with their desires in general, right? So jealousy, envy can be a marker as to a desire that you have. So when you see someone and they're on a vacation, instead of being like, oh my God, like my life sucks, blah, 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 blah. I'll never have this amazing life. Or instead of being like, oh, well, her boyfriend's probably paying for it. Or like, this is just all made up or whatever projection you make about her. Sit with, what about this do I want? What about this is sparking a desire inside of me? It could be that you want that exact same vacation. It could be that you just want time off. It could be that you just want to give yourself the permission to start to desire more travel, right? But because one, our envy and jealousy, when we're not in right relationship with it internally, is really painful often, right? It feels like, we're falling behind or we're failing or we're, you know, never going to have what we want. And we create all these stories and then we just keep doom scrolling till we get a little hit of dopamine. And then we keep scrolling some more. What ends up happening, not only are we not like opening up to the gift that, oh, this is potentially showing me a desire that I have. We're shutting down what we want even further because we do not want to inspire jealousy or envy in other people. Let that one sink in. We hold back from what we want. And in often ways, or in a lot of ways, the like issue under the fear of I'm too much or that's too much or I'll want too much is this fear of inciting jealousy or envy from others. And for women like us who are highly sensitive, it's very uncomfortable to feel. One, we don't want to put other people in pain, right? But two, especially those of us in human design that have open emotional centers, it feels like shit. It feels so bad. When you do say have something and you can feel somebody else is jealous or envious of it, it does not feel good. So we want to avoid it. So what do we do? We shut down our desires. We shut down, you know, our bigness, our too muchness, whatever. And so within sovereign, when we're doing this work to really reclaim the quote, seven deadly sins. We're going to be using pleasure and sexuality-based practices to integrate these expressions of ourselves that we've relegated to the shadows, that we've cut ourselves off from, right? 
Because in order for you to live this like fabulous, amazing, incredible life that you deeply desire, you have to one, see jealousy and or envy as a signpost, as a like, ooh, what about that do I want? Thank you for showing me it's possible. And when you begin to transform your own relationship with jealousy and envy, it's easier that when somebody else when you incite jealousy or envy from somebody else and it doesn't feel good, it's easier to separate it. Like that's about them and not about me. Right. But again, because we've been so deeply conditioned and we have so much religious programming around these things, we've tried to shut down any and all expression of this. But in order for you to be so fully in your power, So fully expressed, living out your soul's work, being well-fucked, well-paid, you have to integrate the energies and expressions that you've pushed into the shadows because you don't get to just like kind of spiritually bypass the shadow which is also why sovereign is called the sacred sexual priestess temple because the sacred sexual priestess sits, she straddles the dark and the light, the shadow work and the light expression. And all of this is great, right? And I'm all for listening to podcasts, but there's an element that many women are lacking right now. And it's this embodied element. It's this embodied recognition of everything I'm saying. And oftentimes we have to get it on an intellectual or conceptual basis first, which is why I love podcasts, which is why I love reading, which is why I love all of it. But you got to walk it out in your life. You have to embody it on a regular basis. And that's why Inside Sovereign within the six months, We have this small, intimate group. You're going to have like continued support from me. We have deep initiation and ritual calls. We have coaching and mastermind calls. We have a retreat where we go to Mary Magdalene's cave, which ironically, her her gospel is actually about alchemizing the seven deadly sins. I don't know if you realize that she had a gospel. It didn't make the cut into the Bible. Surprise, surprise, because it was feminine wisdom. It was about alchemy. It was about finding the divine within. Did not support the misogynistic patriarchal version of power that the church was really gunning for at the time. Right? So her gospel which side note, there's multiple pages missing and it's basically like the secret to life is, and then the pages are missing. And there were two manuscripts of her gospel found in different parts of the world. And the same pages were missing from both. Yeah. So in reclaiming the these energies from the shadow and alchemizing them into a healthy expression through pleasure, through sexuality work, 
you're going to open up so much. Also think about how much you hold yourself back because you're afraid of being judged or criticized or shamed from other people. What if that was not a concern of yours? What would be available for you then? What if you were not worried about that? So if you're interested in joining Sovereign, you can go to themagneticwoman.com backslash Sovereign. If you want to talk with me and see if it's a good fit for you, send me a message on social media and we'll go from there. There's very limited spaces available in this container. We start at the beginning of March. And over the next few podcast episodes, I'm going to talk about the other deadly sins. Also coming up on the podcast is going to be more about the wounds around the path of the sacred sexual priestess and as well as the gifts that they have. Um, So we're really diving into a lot of religious deconditioning, sacred feminine wisdom, Mary Magdalene, sacred sexual priestess stuff. If that's not your cup of tea, I totally get it. You know, keep checking back into after I launch this container um, for other content and keep checking back for interviews as well. But if you are fascinated by this stuff, make sure to leave a review, share it, tag me on social media. The reality is so much of this information, like women globally right now are so hungry, so starved for this content. And with a lot of the rules and regulations around social media, it can be challenging to get this content out. So I'd really, really appreciate it if you would share this, send this to your friend who might like it, um, tag me, whatever. And I hope you'll join me on the the rest of this path to reclaiming the other deadly sins and really step into your power. All right, my loves, I'll see you soon.